0: Welcome to Trailblazer Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian.
1: Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the monk. This is part of our class overview series covering all the classes available to players, and right now we're on the core classes. The class description from the book, for the truly exemplary martial skill transcends the battlefield. It is a lifestyle, a doctrine, a state of mind. These warrior artists search out methods of battle beyond swords and shields, finding weapons within themselves, just as capable of crippling or killing as any blade. Well, maybe the true weapons we use to kill our foes are the friends we made along the way, Kalen.
0: Christian, when you think about it, that first sentence could be applied to anything. It could be applied to, I don't know, the furry fandom. Not that that would be the first thing that come to mind. I'm just saying. (laughs)
1: For the truly exemplary, the craft of making macaroni and cheese transcends the kitchen. It's It's a a lifestyle,
0: lifestyle, a a doctrine, doctrine and a state of mind. (laughs) I also do like how we both had jokes ready in the chamber, and neither of us cared about what the other person had to say. We just need to get our jokes out. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that just our podcast in (laughs) a nutshell? I guess it is.
1: So the monk is our mystic, key-wielding warrior. A man from a monastery on the mountains that honed his body and mind into a master of martial arts. Uh, the monk has always been a bit of a standout in our medieval fantasy world, and has had a little trouble fitting in, both narratively and mechanically. Uh, but we're in luck today. This is the first class that I'm going to get to speak about from first-person experience. Little known fact about me, Caleb, I did martial arts from when I was like 10 years old until I was like 12 years old. And I got... I got high up in the belts. Like, I was like one away from black belt.
0: Stop the presses. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I was almost
1: black belt. I was act like, unironically, I was high up in the rankings for the belts. I forget the exact coloring system, mind you.
0: Christian, can you, do you remember any of it? Could you beat me up now? Fight me!
1: I, I remember very little. Uh, I could probably still kick you in the head. That was like my specialty. I was the head kicker. It was, (laughs) no one invented the move before me.
0: Whoa! oh don't go near him. That's our head kicker. It's a really easy way to defeat him. Just block your head.
1: I would have been much better at it. I is this say a baseball definitely. team? This
0: is our pitch hitter, and this is our head kicker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could say certainly I would be able to beat you up if I kept doing it, but martial arts was on Friday nights, and no you know what else started airing on Friday nights? What? Codename Kids Next Door. And do you know what 12-year-old Christian shows to spend his Friday nights doing? Either A, making his physical body and mind better for the rest of his life, or B, watching a show for like two weeks and getting bored of it.
0: I'm feeling personally attacked right now.
1: <laughs> I made this. I think I made the decision any twelve year old would make.
0: It's true. As an adult, you hone your body and you take very good care of that temple. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm still watching shows. No, I'm not watching Codename Code Name G- Code Get Next Door thing. I am watching you Code Geass, and that's an anime.
1: There's a code. It's, it's an, not an
0: American anime, you know, like Code Next Door.
1: So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be judging all the monks' abilities based on what I can and can't do.
0: Good. All right. This is unrealistic. You couldn't even hit someone's head with this move. Uh, question for you. When we think yeah. about the fantasy of a monk, a lot. You, you even mentioned it. The guy from the monastery upstairs. Uh, monastery upstairs. The guy from. <laughs> They're really noisy. <laughs> Up on the mountain. A lot of chanting all the time. It's really annoying. A lot of floor scrubbing. Is this something that has, is it like the cleric where it's really tied in with the religious aspect? There
1: actually is no specific religious aspect. There is a god that became, or a monk that became a god, Aurori. He has literally a perfect body and mind and was a normal person and transcended into a god by becoming perfect. But you don't necessarily have to worship him at all in the lore of you know, Pathfinder or Glorion.
0: Let me look look this up. Perfect mind and body, Rory. It's just a picture of you. I don't understand. (laughs) Wow. It's been so long since Caleb and Christian recorded an episode. I can't wait to hear about the monk. What's this? 10 minutes of jokes before they actually talk about (laughs) the monk. This is what I tuned in for.
1: I'm going to delay a little bit more because I do have to preface this with it's 2021. We're like a decade late on this one. Uh, Unchained Monk exists, and I can't pretend mm. like it doesn't exist when we talk about this. So I am going to mention it a few times, but do know that the Chained Monk does have valid uses in that the archetypes for Monk really only work for the Chained original monk it does not work for the unchanged monk because a lot of the class abilities have changed at least in name and slightly in function so you you can't use most archetypes
0: and whenever we do any class whether it has a chained version or not we're going to teach you how to play it so you can play it if you want to we'll be honest about the parts we don't like or think don't work but you should be able to play any class that we do an episode on we talked about how they don't necessarily have to be religious but there is an alignment restriction you do have to be lawful
1: yes One of the few alignment restrictions in the game. They have a D8 hit dice.
0: They get four plus their intelligence skill points per level.
1: Their class skills are acrobatics, climb, craft, escape artist, intimidate, knowledge history and religion, perception, performance profession, ride, sense motive, stealth, and swim. Pretty good list, honestly. Not not a
0: bad one. A lot of physical stuff there. They got like the acrobatics and the climbing allowing you to do that sort of that you would expect a monk could do. They got a three-fourths BAB progression.
1: Can we get a big oof in the chat for monk's base attack bonus, the martial <laughs> class? The, the class that goes in and punches people <laughs> and has a perfect body? <laughs> they get three force. They don't get full BAB. They're already not perfect. They lied to me. I have full BAB. I'm just saying. So this this one can't be right.
0: We're just gonna get a bunch of tweets and messages in our Discord that just say oof. You know, when this <laughs> publishes way later after we record it, we'll be like, what? Why is everyone <laughs> just saying oof at us?
1: <laughs> Why is anyone talking to us on Twitter? That doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> it, it's too close to home, please. <laughs>
1: but to save their three force BAB, they do have. All good saving throws. All three saving throws are on the positive good track, which is unprecedented. I don't think anyone else does that off the top of my head. Wow, that's pretty cool. Not even Unchained Monk. That's actually something that changed. Uh, an unchained monk.
0: They don't have any casting and they scale off of wisdom. Well, it's good. You know, it's always good to have a class that just scales off of one thing.
1: Well, they are a martial class. so They are going to care about physical scores, but a lot of their mysticism abilities are going to come off of wisdom. And we actually see that they do have like perception and sense motive as class skills. So, you know, they, they seem pretty synergistic right now in the, how they're set up.
0: I thought I was setting up for a joke. Isn't this class known as a mad class?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, they need basically every ability score but charisma.
0: <laughs> and intelligence. I would, <laughs> I would love it if like, there was just like one key ability that scales off of charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Only. But you're saying they need you know the strength for physical damage. They're going to need their dexterity for their AC and their initiative. I guess it's everybody
1: constitution for health because they're melee
0: oh yeah and then wisdom of course because things scale off of wisdom and why would they need intelligence
1: mm, they don't really honestly you don't want to go into the negatives because you only get four skill points per level yeah. uh but 10 10 will probably serve you okay okay now their proficiencies are a little bit different than a lot of other classes they get a lot of uh, exotic stuff here they're proficient with the club the crossbow dagger hand axe javelin and then some weird stuff the comma the nunchuck the quarterstaff, the sai, the short spear, the short sword, shuriken, singham, sling, and spear. They are not proficient with any armor or any shield.
0: Now I see why you say their dex is important. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if they are ever caught wearing armor, using a shield, or carrying a medium or heavy load, a monk loses his AC bonus, which we'll talk about. It's very important, as well as his fast movement and flurry of blows ability. Also, very important, so <laughs> do not wear armor. Don't let anyone catch you tripping up in armor.
0: Don't worry, I'm sure there's some archetype for an armored monk.
1: I don't think so. Uh, I I can honestly say I don't think one exists. Uh, and I don't wear armor, so that makes sense to me. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, Christian, after a quick Google, I found one in Ultimate Combat called Sohi, S-O-H-E-I, that lets you have uh, light armor, so take that.
1: Oh, they're the mounted combatant. I forgot about, I didn't know they did that, weird.
0: Anyway, there's there's archetypes for everything. This literally means nothing. Let's move on to what they get at level one, my boy. That AC bonus you were talking about. Tell me all about it.
1: So AC bonus. As long as you are unarmored and unencumbered, the monk adds their wisdom bonus to their AC and their CMD. Wow. The monk gains a plus one AC bonus this way at fourth level and every four levels thereafter. So you're just going to get a plus one AC for free on top of this and it'll scale up over time. And these bonuses apply against touch attacks and when flat-footed. You lose these bonuses when immobilized and helpless. So yeah, this is kind of a crux for being an unarmored person. You need something to give you AC, and AC bonus is going to be one of the main ways you're going to do that something super important to note here is that this is an untyped bonus. This is just an AC bonus with absolutely no type, meaning it applies to, like, almost everything. And also them getting the bonus here to their combat maneuver defense is a big deal, because they don't have full BAB, so it's nice to have a little bonus to their CMD. And monk typically is good at grappling and tripping in a lot of the maneuvers. They tend to be one of the hardest classes to maneuver against because of this.
0: I really like things like this that have a very basic, like almost, it almost looks purely rule-based, but does give you a little bit of lore. It means your touch AC is going up as well with this. That means you can dodge or, or not get hit by bullets. And that's very monkish to like, you know, catch a bullet out of the air or, or move so fast that you're faster than a bullet. That's, I really like that a lot. Good little flavor in something that's so mechanical.
1: I've caught several bullets in my lifetime.
0: Christian, stop. (laughs) Yes, with what? Your chest?
1: (laughs) Yes, I stopped it, didn't
0: I? It wasn't a through-and-through. Take that.
1: Black belt, give it to me. I'm good at dodgeball, so I think I have a wisdom bonus to AC.
0: (laughs) Now, this sounds like it's going to be really good on the earlier levels when you know you're ability scores established you pump up your wisdom but at later levels your wisdom is going to be going up very high or by a lot it's kind of going to taper off it feels like
1: and you're getting that scaling bonus uh, along the way which is nice but typically this is going to bring monk up to the level of everyone else This isn't going to make monk better at having ac honestly monks usually going to have slightly lower ac than most other martial classes So the fighters definitely going to have higher ac the rogue is probably going to have higher decks because they don't care about as many stats Uh, The monk is going to be okay AC-wise, but they're going to be very good against touch attacks, and they're going to be very good at being caught flat-footed, which is something most other classes can't say to their name.
0: The next thing they get is unarmed strike. They gain improved unarmed strike as a bonus feat. You can strike with your fist, elbows, knees, and feet. You can choose to deal non-lethal damage still with no penalty on the attack roll. And their unarmed strike is treated as both a manufactured and natural weapon for spells and effects that improve such things. And they deal more damage with their fists, as shown on a table on their page or in the book question christian Uh, What do you mean by their unarmed strike is treated both as a manufactured weapon? You don't mean like I can enchant my hands, right? You mean as it comes to damage reduction and stuff, right?
1: Well, it says for spells and effects that improve such things. So there are going to be certain spells that they say they'll only work on a manufactured weapon and they won't work on just a natural attack or unarmed strike. You get to count your unarmed strike as being a valid target of those types of spells and effects.
0: So like Cleric or Bard casts a spell that will normally enchant someone's weapon for a brief amount of time they can cast it on your fist
1: yes but no you can't directly say enchant your fists with plus one or uh Mm -hmm. my hands are plus
0: one these (laughs) hands are registered (laughs) as
1: get ready to catch these plus one hands what was
0: that movie um There was a movie where they were kind of making fun of Bruce Lee for saying that. And he goes, these hands are registered as deadly weapons. I kill somebody with these hands, I go to jail. And the guy goes, yeah, that's manslaughter. Anyone kills somebody with their hands, they would go to jail. (laughs) Now, Christian, another thing. Boy, guys, I keep telling myself I'm going to stop using Christian's name. At this point, is it just iconic? Should I just embrace it? Uh, Christian, you let me know. But you said you could strike with your fists, elbows, knees, and feet. Is that just for the purposes of, like, role-playing? Oh, his hands are restrained. Don't worry, I can still kick you. Or my grapple that could still elbow you, these sort of things?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, if you're restrained in some way, like, if your hands are bound, you can still kick people, for instance.
0: So you have to, like, hog-tie somebody. You're like, I can still headbutt. Oh, no, headbutt's not listed. Oh, no!
1: <laughs> Which I found weird. I was like, that was the first one I was like I. I could definitely headbutt people, right? I could definitely hip check people, right? I mean, I could hip check people.
0: No, that's the, that's the special hockey archetype—the
1: <laughs> Canuck Monk.
0: <laughs> Chris, you tell me about furry of. Tell me about furry. of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. No. It's too easy. It's too easy. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. If you laugh at my mistakes, I have to leave them in. Tell me about Flurry of Blows.
1: You almost got it a second time there. Okay. So, Caleb, real quick, what I want you to do before I start reading through this mm-hmm. can you start a timer for me? All right. I'm ready. Okay. So, I'm not, don't start yet. So, these are my abbreviated notes of Flurry of Blows. This is one of your core mechanics as monk that you need to understand in depth. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one, start. As a full attack action, you can make a flurry of blows. This must be with your unarmed strikes or a weapon with the monk quality, such as the nunchuck, the quarterstaff, the shuriken. Uh, They have a little uh, type of weapon, and if it has the monk type, then you can flurry of blows with it. You may attack as if you were using two-weapon fighting. You have to look up the two-weapon fighting rules now. You treat your BAB as your class level for these attacks. So, when we are now using our Flurry of Blows, we are now full BAB. You add your full strength modifier to damage. Back to the two-weapon fighting rules, if you were fighting with your offhand, you would apply half your strength modifier to attacks with your offhand. I know it said that you were using two-weapon fighting, but you're not really using two-weapon fighting. You're, you get to add your full strength. It's okay, it makes sense. Uh, You may substitute a disarm, sunder, or trip maneuver for any of these attacks, which is pretty cool. At 8th level, you are treated as having improved two-weapon fighting. Go look up the rules for that. At 15th level, you are treated as having greater two-weapon fighting. Now go look up how that works. So how, how, how does this look at level one? Two weapon fighting. You make a four round attack. You're using two weapon fighting. So you take a minus two to all of your attack rolls this turn, but you get to attack with like your right hand and then your left hand. And you make one attack with each. Time.
0: A minute and 34 seconds.
1: Okay, cool. I am now going to, from memory, repeat the way it works for Unchained Monk. Caleb, are you ready on the timer?
0: I'm ready. Three, Two, one, begin.
1: Whenever you make a full round attack, you can make an additional attack with your unarmed strike or a monk weapon. Time.
0: Eight seconds.
1: Wow. Ooh, look at that good game design that we're missing out on by reading original Here we go. This is an absolute mess (laughs) of an ability.
0: A couple questions come to mind immediately. One, are you telling me I pretty much have to have almost like another character sheet that is these tracks? What would my BA be? be at this level and what would my two weapon fighting look like at this level correct
1: 100% correct you basically have to you will be making separate entries on your character sheet and different weapons for calculating this because not only do you now have to heighten your attack bonus as if you had full BAB and you have to know the difference between your current BAB and full BAB, you now also have to apply the two weapon fighting penalty of a minus two. It's really confusing. It's not confusing. It's, it's actually, it makes sense. But why go through all these hoops if I'm going to raise it and then lower it again? Why not just start me off on the right track? Like, why why am I jumping through all these hoops just to punch someone in additional time?
0: My second question is this. Sometimes when things are more complicated, they allow for a little more finesse. Because this is more complicated, even though it's, it's harder to understand quickly does it allow a little more finesse is it kind of like a little more effective
1: i'd say no i'd say there's nothing that it benefits from being the actual two weapon fighting rules that you could like exploit or do a niche little trick with especially because it's not really two weapon fighting it basically reads this acts like two weapon fighting except in all the following ways in which it does not act like two weapon (laughs) fighting why did we bring two weapon fighting into this at all
0: a third question is, if I replace one of the attacks with one of those maneuvers, uh, do I then, when I make a next attack, use the lower number or the number that it would have been? Uh, let me explain that better. So say I attack at, I'm making these numbers up, they're not correct. You know, a plus 10, plus 5, and then a plus 3. If I attack a plus 10, and then when my plus 5 attack, I instead do a combat maneuver. And then for my third attack, would I use that plus 5 or would I use that plus 3?
1: So you would use the plus three. You would use basically the resultant modifier from two weapon fighting and full VAB applied to your combat maneuver bonus.
0: So it really does replace that attack.
1: Your attack bonus and your combat maneuver bonus might not be the same, depending on feats and all that kind of stuff. So if you are replacing one of your iterative attacks with... Flurry of Blows with a maneuver, you'd have to look at your CMB, you would have to calculate it as if you had full BAB, and then minus two, and then minus however much penalty you're getting for which iterative attack it is. I hate that that made sense to me. I absolutely hate that I could say that and it made sense.
0: Wow, so you get a penalty on them.
1: Uh, Yep, because you're too up and fighting. Any any kind of bonus or penalty that's applying to attack, if you're subbing a maneuver for that attack, same thing applies.
0: If, if Christian's wrong, guys, write in at... Uh, Christian, can you get your personal email real quick? So I don't have to read it. <laughs> and my last question is for you is this. Uh, why the monk weapons. What's so special about them that I wouldn't just punch?
1: So it's stuff like you can make weapons out of different materials. You can't make your fists out of cold iron. Gotcha. Uh, weapons are going to have different damage types as well. You can really only deal bludgeoning damage with your unarmed strikes. You can deal slashing or piercing damage with monk weapons. Some monk weapons have unique properties that are actually really useful. I think there's at least one monk weapon that has reach. So you can uh, mm. flurry up blows with a reach weapon. Uh, there's at least one monk weapon that is a two-handed weapon and that's something i forget exactly how that works off the top of my head i forget if you get to apply the one and a half times damage bonus if your flurries are blowing with a two-handed weapon there's a lot there's so much going on here
0: (laughs) well christian earlier you said that we can't pretend that we're not in our current year that things have come out and a lot of people i would like to say most people are using software to manage their character sheets and they can just click a button and it does all the calculations for them true that is true. Well, it's an iconic part of the monk's toolkit.
1: Yeah, iconic in that it is aesthetically cool, but is also an absolute nightmare logistically. A few other little fun tidbits here about Flurry of Blows. You get to attack with Flurry of Blows as if you have full BAB, but you do not have full BAB. You do not qualify for feats that apply to combat until you reach the appropriate base attack bonus level with your three-force. They give you free feats, like improved two-weapon fighting. They give it to you as if you are a three-force character. If you were a full BAB character, you would... Qualify for improved two-weapon fighting before level 8. You would apply for it at level 6. You get it, effectively, two levels late. But because they're giving it for, to you for free, I guess you can't complain.
0: Christian, I haven't seen anything that you or I can't complain about yet.
1: <laughs> that doesn't just apply to Pathfinder. Let's be real. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's fun to be a Pathfinder. Let me tell
0: you something. My wife really likes that quality in me. <laughs>
1: Uh, but I'm sure we'll have more to complain about, Caleb. Tell me about uh, Stunning Fist here. We're still at level one. This is all stuff we get at level one.
0: You gain Stunning Fist as a bonus feat. You can use it a number of times per day equal to your level, plus an additional time every four levels. And you can do more things with this as you level up. So at fourth level, you can make the target instead fatigued. At eighth level, you can make them sicken. At twelfth level, you can stagger them. At sixteenth, you can deafen or blind them. And at twenty, you can paralyze. Oh, uh, holy crap. Those are all really good. I really like this.
1: So we have to go over to to Stunning Fist real quick, just to double check how that works. So Stunning Fist is actually a really good feat. It has a requirement of having a BAB of plus 8. So you're getting this at level 1, when normally you'd have to be level 8. Basically, you could declare one of your attacks as a Stunning Fist, and... If it connects, they have to make a fortitude saving throw equal to 10 plus half your character level plus, hey, your wisdom modifier. If they fail their saving throw, they're stunned for one round or one of the debuffs that you can substitute it for. And stunned people drop their weapons and they're flat-footed, yada yada. And normally you can only use it like once a day, but you can now use it a number of times per day equal to your level. So later in the game, when you're like, you know, level 10 and you get more uses of it, you can make a flurry of blows and declare them all as stunning blows or they just don't work. It's one of their better abilities.
0: And definitely very flavorful. I feel like that you hit the pressure points in like a like an anime. Christian, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I
1: wish I didn't, but yes, I do. I do know <laughs> what you're talking you, you can open their seventh chakra gate or something and then they drop their... The weights they've been wearing, and they're more powerful, (laughs) I think is how it works. (laughs) The last thing you get at level one is a bonus feat. Monk has their special little list of feats they can get as bonus feats every couple levels, and they ignore the prerequisites for these. And then at second level, and every four levels thereafter, they gain another bonus feat. This is stuff like dodge which is going to give you plus one dodge bonus to your ac which is fantastic for monk this is going to be stuff like improved grapple there's probably other stuff on that list that i'm forgetting but those are the only two i feel like i've ever taken as a monk because it's not a good list
0: Mm, let's just throw the complicated grapple rules into this whole flurry of blows business Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) imagine like imagine go back it's 2012 You open up the core rulebook to Monk, and you're like, I want to play a Monk. There's no resources online to tell you how to do this. Oh, my gosh. Imagine the first Monk.
0: (laughs) Well, I like it that they get a bonus feat much like the fighter does, given that these guys are another kind of martial fighter.
1: I just wish it was a better list. You're kind of forced to take dodge because your AC is pretty garbage at level one.
0: It also leads to some other stuff. Yeah. Well... At level one, I'll definitely say this. You feel like a monk. You've got a lot of iconic abilities that distinguish you from just a generic fighter. Not every class can say that.
1: Yes, I do very much like that about this class. Level one, you were already hitting the baseline for all of your mystic monastery kicking, punching abilities. Mm -hmm. So the next ability that we get is at level two, and the monk gets evasion. Before the rogue. (laughs) <laughs> in case you don't know evasion says if you would succeed a reflex saving throw and that normally says that means you take half damage instead you take no damage awesome really good you got all three good saving throws the synergizes very well never complain about having evasion so one thing i can't complain about caleb how about you
0: no it's good the only time i ever heard you complain about it was depending on whether or not it was good at a certain level but level three we're now getting a couple things one being fast movement you get a 10 foot movement speed bonus And every three levels, you get an additional 10 up to 60 feet. So you're really zooming around that battlefield, huh?
1: Yeah, this is something nice to have over the fighter and the barbarian. Although the barbarian does get a little bit of fast movement. Come later levels, you're going to be very mobile across the map. And we'll actually see in a little bit that this synergizes with some of their other abilities. Actually, I'll talk about it now because it's actually pretty cool. Very crouching tiger, hidden dragon aesthetics. You get a lot of acrobatic bonuses later as a monk. And there is a stipulation in how far you can jump is limited to your movement speed. So you're going to have some crazy high acrobatic score as a monk. The fact that fast movement is upping your maximum movement speed means that you can actually leap very, very far. Normally, if you had a 30-foot move speed, that would be the farthest possible distance you could jump even if you rolled a 40 on acrobatics. And you do have to be unarmored and unencumbered to benefit from fast movement.
0: You also get maneuver training, where you treat your BAB as full for your CMB. Huh?
1: Hmm. I feel like I've heard this before. Uh, right, Flaria blows. They were like, "Hey, treat your BAB as full BAB." And this ability, "Hey, treat your BAB as full BAB." Uh, uh, Paizo, question, question. I ra- politely raised my hand, but you didn't. You didn't pick on me, so I'm I'm saying it out loud. Why don't you just give them full BAB?
0: Because you're getting stunning fist at level one instead of level eight, and if you were getting hitting every time with that, you'd win the game.
1: Oh man, if my martial character was able to hit his melee attacks, that <laughs> would really just that would just really ruin the game, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just so frustrating. Every time you read through the monk, you're like, You're C M D. Oh, treat it as if you're full B A B. And you're C M B now, treat it as if you're full BAB. And you're Florida Blows, treat it as if you're full BAB, and like why are we three fourths of BAB? Why?
0: Christian, it sounds like you could use a still mind, which would give you a plus two bonus on saving throws against enchantment spells and effects. Cool. Don't make me a stunning fist, my friends. <laughs>
1: Or you, or yourself. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Where are you activating stunning fist and hitting yourself? <laughs> so this is a wisdom based class, and they just got a plus two against enchantments. Their saving throws are through the roof, insane. Be- best saving throws. One of the positives you can bring uh, forth for monk, and obviously myself. Therefore,
0: uh huh. Yep, yep.
1: So level four is where we're going to start getting more juicy supernatural stuff. This is where we really come online as the monk. Level four, you're going to get. get- what was that?
0: Goo 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 goo. <laughs> Ghost! <laughs> Are we going to leave in all of our, our misspeakings today? So, level
1: four, we're going to get the key pool. You gain a pool of supernatural key energy that is equal to one half your level plus your wisdom modifier. So, if you have 14 wisdom at level four, you're going to have four key points per day. As long as you retain a key point in your key pool, your arm strikes gain certain properties. At 4th level, as long as you retain a key point, your attacks with your arm strikes count as magic. At 7th level, they count as cold iron and silver. That's a little late. At (laughs) 10th level, they count as lawful, which is neat. That's actually a really cool one. Free lawful on your fist is cool. At 16th level, they count as adamantine. That's
0: also a little late. But Christian, we have monk weapons that if we really need to get that stuff online as an earlier level, we can do it still.
1: Caleb, that would be a really good point if money wasn't a finite resource, <laughs> and you have to make your fists better, and you also have to make your weapons better. And also, this is when you read this in the book, this ability is very strangely worded. It says you can make a key strike, as if like it's something you activate or something you do. It just means like passively, your mm. unarmed strikes have key infused to them, and they count as magic. Heck, even wait to level four to get magic to your attacks is. I feel kind of late. What if you encounter a ghost before level 4 is the monk?
0: A uh, g- 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 ghost?
1: <laughs> exactly. See, I was
0: foreshadow. I see. Oh wow, you are used to master crafter of stories. <laughs> There's more stuff
1: we can do with your key pool, though. It's not just that. We got points. We got to spend them. So what can we spend our key points on? You can spend them as a swift action to do one of the following. Make one additional attack at your highest bonus when doing a flurry of blows. Mmm, add some more of those complicated chocolate chips into the cookie mix. Oh, well,
0: no, that one's pretty simple. You're already doing that number. Just do it twice.
1: Twice? Oh, only twice, Caleb? I think you're... Hmm
0: more than twice what i mean is you're doing one additional attack at your highest bonus so you just do another one if only were that simple caleb christian you can't just rag on this the one. world
1: isn't that simple it caleb. is that simple
0: it's the one simple let's be nice to it when we can be nice to it i don't want to be nice i can tell a trait christian's boyfriend appreciates
1: <laughs> i don't want to be nice i want to be right
0: <laughs> Oof! too close too close to home again oh the next one quick
1: you could spend a point as a swift action to increase your movement speed by 20 feet for one round, so you're really zooming. And you could spend a point as a swift action to give yourself a plus four dodge bonus to AC until the next round. All of these are good options. Yeah. The making one additional attack is the really big
0: one. But I can see scenarios where I'd use all of these. I, I like how they have, you know, at the beginning, they've put forth a problem. The monk is gonna have no armor, so you gotta do something about the AC, and they're throwing in all these things to affect the AC to give you a chance with that. I like that. Some things are just like, oh, it's just your downside and just what it is, we never touch it ever again. Here, they let you interact with it. That's cool, it's, it's good design. Now, you also get this level, slow fall. As long as the monk is within arm's reach of a wall, they treat falls as 20 feet shorter, and at 20th level, they can fall any distance, I assume, without getting hurt.
1: Weird flex, but okay, I guess.
0: No, it's cool, it's still like, yeah, I guess, it's Say stick your dagger, by this point you your hand in, you're slowing, you're down. Very anime. like it a lot. The the
1: the, the Mega Man X, yeah. I mean I Yes, get the it. Mega
0: Man X, yes.
1: <laughs> I get it, but like verticality is kind of hard to I feel like put into your game in such a way this will work. I I find like actually think about the times you think this would actually apply. Like this would apply in a very classic dungeon crawler where you fall down a spiked pit and you mm-hmm. put your hand on the wall. True. But like in actuality, like you're gonna have to think real hard to try and find situations where this is going to be useful whatsoever. It's twenty feet.
0: Christian, can I disagree with you? Shorter. I'd like to disagree with you. Let me disagree with you. Can I say no? I mean, you can, but I'm not gonna listen to you. When you have a character here who's really designing a lot of movement and stuff, and later on they're gonna get some jumping abilities, if you mess up, if you miss, or even if you're successful, but you still got to come down, it's nice to have a built-in feature here where every time I'm jumping up to fly and kick something in the air, like I'm raiding hands forward. (laughs) Uh, I I don't immediately fall and take 30 damage for falling.
1: Yeah, but it also requires your DM to be like, oh, and there's a pillar here and there's a wall here and there's a ledge up here and I've made a 3D map, guys. Oh,
0: come on, Christian. Here,
1: like, I, I think in actuality, like, verticality is difficult to articulate. It's difficult to show on a battle map. I think this sounds much more useful than it actually is. But uh, to that, I would just say to the DM to like just be a little gracious with the application of this. Mm -hmm. You know, just say like, yes, there's something within reach for you to do that with. You know, if they ask if there's something in reach, say, yeah, yeah, there's there's something you can activate this ability on. Because I I I think if you're like you know by the numbers just running something and you didn't specifically design it around this ability. It's something that's, you know, Prince of Persia sounds cool, sounds fun, but in actuality, it's hard to actually utilize. And I'm so happy that 16th levels later, it gets better. Nothing in between? It can't go up like 10 feet every couple of levels? We got, nope just dead stop, level 20? Okay, fall any distance. There's nothing in between. It's either 20 feet or every feet,
0: ever? Well, here's some good news. You can always make an acrobatics check to lower that even further. A little
1: bit. A A little bit. But speaking of acrobatics check... Uh, Level 5, we got high jump. This is one of the the cool abilities that monks get. This is the one I was alluding to with the jumping. You add your monk level to all acrobatics checks to jump. You always count as having a running start for your jumps. And as a swift action, you could spend one key point to get a plus 20 to your acrobatics checks to jump.
0: Very nice.
1: Now, first thing I'm going to do here is I'm going to complain. The ability is called high jump, but you you heard me correctly. It doesn't only apply to high jumps. It applies to all jumps. Long jumps, high jumps, low jumps. It's all acrobatics checks. Sorry, I don't know why the class keeps lying to me. They told me it was a three-force BAB class. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> They told me it was high jump. It's not high jump.
0: They told me I can't use weapons. Also hitting the people with nunchucks. <laughs> You're right, they're lying to us. I think this is cool though, man. Everything you could spend your key points on are all like competitive.
1: You get to be cool four times a day. Good job. Nice moves. Oh, one of the really cool applications of this though that I I very much like. You can basically use this to ignore difficult terrain. If there's difficult terrain between you and an enemy, you can just say, "Okay, I jump." You count as having a running start. You probably have a good acrobatics check. If if you need to spend a key point, and you could just jump over the difficult terrain. No need to take any items or any feats that allow you to move through difficult terrain more easily.
0: Level six, we're also getting purity of body. You gain immunity to all diseases, including magical and supernatural ones. Wow, that last little caveat's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I can say that this one though isn't very realistic. I got COVID, so this this one isn't <laughs> isn't real. It shouldn't be part of the monk class.
0: Uh oh Christian. You're dating our podcast. You, you should still
1: wear a mask, Monk. I know you say you're immune oh, to all diseases, no. but I'm not just gonna take Stop. your word for it. Stop. Please. Stop. Vito, eh, eh. abort. You know they're they're only five foot squares in the battle map, Alert. so I'm gonna need Alert. you to stay at least Alert. two squares away Alert. from me because I up. I don't know Pull exactly how shear. far you are.
0: Wind shear. <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, the word immunity, always lovely to see. Love being Mm. immune to stuff. Just make a flash card, and when your DM says anything to you that's a a disease, just hold up the immunity card and point to it.
0: And you were talking about the rogue earlier. It's nice to have a different, you know, niche. The rogue, I'm immune to or get, get better saves against poisons, and here it's about diseases.
1: And the monks are going to get a few things along this line. So this isn't just like a one-time thing. We're going to see like that perfection of body, um, that, that purity is going to carry forward from here on out.
0: Level seven, we get wholeness of body. As a standard action, you can spend two key points to heal yourself. A number of hit points equal to your monk level. Again, spending key points. Each of these are good options. <laughs> Caleb, what'd you say? I said it was a good option. <laughs> what? <laughs> two key points. So level
1: seven, let's be generous. You have six key points you spend two key points to hear yourself ha- how many hit points here caleb seven seven hit points seven that's you can count that with just two hands
0: you were gonna want to say one hand and i know it i i was I'm, i will <laughs> admit that <laughs> <laughs> well that's Do you know how fine many hit
1: points you would have at, at around level seven a lot a lot yeah more more than seven a lot more than seven at least I think we found it dude i think we found it four years like 150 episodes we found the worst ability oh, yeah, in the game but I said this it was i good. am
0: Embarrassing. i am making
1: a plaque i am pinning it to the monk's body wholeness of body has to be the worst ability ever especially not just in in a vacuum it's terrible compared to what you could be spending those key points on doesn't even belong in a dumpster fire what is worse than that put it elsewhere the dumpster fire is too nice
0: for for wholeness of body i think anytime somebody wants to discredit me about my knowledge of pathfinder they're gonna bring up this moment right here (laughs) caleb (laughs) said literally the worst ability in pathfinder was a competitive use of key points cool 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 so guess what i don't care what you have to say about unchained versus chained deleted the podcast unsubscribe
1: guess what this doesn't make it to unchained Surprise, surprise. Someone read this and was like, wait, <laughs> seven hit points? Still very flavorful
0: sitting there, you know, like striking a pose and healing your own wounds.
1: What, a Jojo pose? What What sense does this even make?
0: Level nine, Christian.
1: No, no, hang on. Wait, Caleb, I need to, I need to really talk down on this more. At level 20, okay. h- how much would this heal if I use this ability for as a
0: standard action? 20 points. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Say it again, Caleb. 20 points.
1: It points a (laughs) level 20.
0: What were we doing? Well, Christian, here's a good use of it. You're out of combat. No one has healing. Mm-hmm. You have few healing and people are already using it. You don't need to worry about the standard action. Okay, you just spend all your points. To, you know, say you're level seven. You have what? What would we say? Like, uh, how many key points do you think you'd have at level 7 let Let's see. Half your level plus your wisdom modifier. Let's just assume, assume it's two. So five. Five times seven is math. 35?
1: Well, hang on. Hang on. It's two key points.
0: Oh, you're right. I'm
1: just so, so what's that math? What's that math line up to there, Caleb?
0: 21 points. So in
1: between battle with- Wait, you only had five? points so you can only use it twice two times seven is 14 yeah this is why you shouldn't do math live i'm glad (laughs) maybe this is why you thought it was a good ability you don't know what numbers are caleb so
0: you you heal 14 when healing's scarce i don't know it's there's still a use to it but fine it's not good Mm -hmm. you win no you win fine why don't you tell me we're going to get it at level 9, so I stopped getting laughed at.
1: At level 9, we get improved evasion before the rogue, which is you will only ever take half damage from failed reflex saving throws. Amazing.
0: Are you mad Absolutely that great. the monk gets this first? Uh, no, I'm
1: mad that the rogue gets it late. You know, the class that is the poster for child for evasion
0: are they though i think monk is just that if not more about the dodging and stuff mm, they don't even can't of. even wear armor you know freaking rogues wear armor the monk is all about dodging
1: and the rogue has to take a uh, advanced rogue talent to get it the monk just gets it for free
0: level 11 diamond body gain immunity all poisons take that rogue
1: the immu- immunity is real nice as i said never gonna complain about immunity immunity is such a good word. you
0: gotta complain that oh this is a rogue thing
1: it's not in fact, I didn't want to like call you out, Caleb, but now I have to because you brought it up. What are you talking about? Rogues don't get immunity to poison.
0: No, don't they get a resistance to poisons? When they poison their own weapon, they can't even poison themselves.
1: Yeah, they can't poison themselves. As a, wait, that's not even a built-in rogue thing. That's like, a, I think that's a rogue town you have to All take. Right.
0: First off, always call me out because I don't want to give people false information.
1: <laughs> but I need to. we need to finish the podcast at some point, Caleb. How we dare you? Keep going. Uh,
0: let me look this up. Give me a second. I swear uh, they didn't poison themselves.
1: You know, newsflash from two years ago, Caleb rogues bad and misleading
0: oh maybe it was a rogue talent oh man well always call me out christian but is that just like a rogue talent or something
1: (laughs) what to not poison yourself it's it might even be an archetype i don't even think it's a rogue talent i think it's literally an archetype or maybe even it might be a prestige class i think it's a prestige class oh my gosh
0: well i don't know where the heck i'm getting that from
1: so now a monk can just lather poison on their fists and knees (laughs) tell everyone it's just you know a, a soothing lotion and they're fine. They can just absorb it and punch people. Uh, I wonder if there's anything explicitly in the rules that says you can't just pour poison on your fists and then knock someone out. But next ability we're going to get is called Abundant Step. This is a really cool monk ability. Probably one of the coolest. You can spend two key points as a move action to use Dimension Door as a spell-like ability. Dimension Door being a short-range teleport ability. Uh, anywhere between like 40 and I think up to 400 feet you can teleport with Dimension Door depending on level. First, that's already great in and of itself You're getting a spell Spells are good Two key points It's only a move action But not only can you do this now Now the monk can start taking the feats that involve Dimension Door There's a lot of feats that say After you teleport, you can attack During your teleport, you can attack If you attack after teleporting You can be counting as flanking with yourself Stuff like that Uh It's A little late in the game, level 12, to start dumping feats into something like that. If you wanted to go for the Dimensional Dervish, this is a a valid way to do it. I can't do this. I don't think I'm level 12.
0: (laughs) You'll get there one day, Christian. I'm going to assume you're not at uh, Immunity All Poisons either yet, but we can test it.
1: (laughs) You you know, that's a good idea. I don't think I have Wholeness of Body, but I don't want it. and I I would probably just block it out. If I did, so I'm not sure about the level seven check mark, but I, I think I have improved evasion.
0: At level 13, you get Diamond Soul. You gain spell resistance equal to 10 plus your monk level. To risk Christian making fun of me, isn't that on par with like a dragon spell resistance?
1: It's pretty good. That's good spell resistance. Like, bad spell resistance is five plus your level. Ten plus your level is, like, people of the same level as you have roughly a 50% chance of succeeding spell resistance checks against you.
0: I think we say this every time spell resistance comes up, but it's not easy for a player to get. And the fact that it's just given to you without no choices or having to, like, choose it based over something else and that it's really a, a good, equitable spell resistance, I really like this.
1: Random thing, I didn't write this down. I don't know if you have the description open, Caleb. Does it mention anything about you being able to drop your spell resistance if someone wants to give you a buff that has a spell resistance check? That'd be super niche, but I feel like I just forgot to write it down because I feel like that's something you have to include.
0: No, it does not say that specifically. For all I know, somewhere like in the base spell-resistant rules, it tells you that you can do that.
1: True, it might be there. So I'd say if you're a GM and you're unsure, just let them do it. That'd that be a weird thing to make it a bad. Someone wants to cast a healing spell on you're like, oh, but the monk has spell-resistance. And he's got wholeness of body, why does he need my cure or heavy wounds?
0: A creature can voluntarily lower its spell-resistance in the spell-resistance entry.
1: Oh, excellent, thank you. I got schooled. Caleb just schooled me, everyone. I got owned. (laughs)
0: Everyone. Over here.
1: (laughs) Trailblazer professor slammed by Caleb
0: so at level 11 we've got diamond body at level 13 we've got diamond soul at level 15 we now get diamond hands with quivering palm once (laughs) per day you may declare an attack (laughs) as a quivering palm if the attack is successful you may will the target to die you can do this at any time within a number of days equal to your monk level the target needs to make a fortune save equal to 10 plus half my level plus your wisdom modifier i said my and you're in that just kind of mixing it up there for you guys gotta figure out what my (laughs) level is to do do this. Uh, otherwise, they just die Weird flex, but okay This is like the, what was that in Kill Bill Where she like exploded his heart with a punch it's probably The seven
1: star punch. palm strike yeah, Or something, something, like something like that, like that. Uh, You forgot to mention here, it says um, You always succeed at grapple checks
0: against GME stocks <laughs> Oh, guys, I don't want to date the podcast, but it's happening. Just <laughs> it's just, c- it's too easy. Diamond this, a- this is a good call. Come on.
1: So, like, Quivering Palm is like, it's a thing you could do. So, 10 plus half level plus wisdom modifier. We're level 15. So, that's going to be 17 plus your wisdom modifier. Let's be generous. Say it's a four, 21, DC 21, I'm level 15. Save or die That's not that great But you can do it once per day You have to land your attack So maybe don't use it as part of a flurry Like if you really want to do this in combat Like make it a normal attack And don't take the two weapon fighting penalty Or maybe your flurry is more at this point Who knows Anything can happen with the monk But I see this not as a combat move I see this as a role playing thing
0: Oh
1: I see this as you have someone captive You tell them they have to go do something somewhere else And like And to make sure of it Hit him with the Quivering Palm. You're going to die if I don't see a smoke signal from over there in the next two days or something like that. Wait, you can hold it? Yeah, so you hit them. You declare the Quivering Palm. They fail their save. You now have Quivering Palm set up. You can activate this whenever within the next 15 days, the next number of days equal to your monk level. So literally two weeks later, you can k- just choose to kill this person.
0: Holy crap. That is a, a role-playing thing. This also is the thing where your gem is rolling behind the screen, you quivering palm. The, the main baddie, he rolls a one and goes, he saves. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's how some of us GM Caleb. (laughs) I I do not like it as a combat option just because the saving throw isn't great and you have to land the attack. But as a role-playing tool, this is really cool. You can use this... Not even as a player. Use it as a GM. Have an enemy or a group of people who are level 15 monks that have this ability. And, you know, it's like a mob network. They, they keep quivering palm on certain politicians, are important people in the community. And if they don't do what they say, well, you better make a fortitude saving throw, brother.
0: <laughs> Confirmed Hulk Hogan monk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I set the vibrations up in your body, brother. And now we're doing impressions. This really is all the things I don't want to have in one of my (laughs) shows. Level seventeen, we're getting timeless body. The monk doesn't take penalties for aging, but still dies at the end of their lifespan.
1: You—they li- lied to me again. You said I was timeless. Why did I die from old age? <laughs> Stop lying to me.
0: <laughs> and tongue of sun and moon, the monk can communicate with any living creature.
1: Yet again, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: But they've they've communed. They've become one with their environment. It makes uh, role playing sense.
1: Yeah, it was sun and moon. When I think of the sun and moon and the powers that those bestow upon me, I think of communicating with all creatures. Christian, there's a
0: lot of you know. This is the problem when we don't record often enough. You you bottle up all that sass. We can't get it out <laughs> evenly enough to keep the sass levels down.
1: Like you got it when you open up a Coke bottle, like you got to twist the cap a little bit, and then close it again. No, this is just you, you, you <laughs> tore the whole cap off.
0: I've dropped the Mentos in. <laughs> when I have to play the straight man to somebody else's sass, you know it's a high level of sass.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the monk is a contentious class. It is, it is. It's very divisive.
0: Well, what's the next thing we get?
1: Level 19, we get Empty Body. You could spend three key points as a move action to become ethereal, as per the spell Etherealness. So, being ethereal is neat. You can go through walls and stuff. I guess, I mean, sure, the spellcaster's been able to do this since what, level nine? Uh, but getting a little level 10 levels later isn't that bad. No, it's pretty bad. I guess it's just an option you have, but three key points is pretty steep, especially because you're probably going to be wanting punching stuff at this level so just to, i had to double check this it's one minute a level so it does last a pretty long time eh. well it's a spell spells are cool you could probably make use of this but like it's level 19 you're you're if you have a spellcaster, they're already doing this stuff but yes level 20 well maybe i am a monk because i think i have this perfect self You are now treated as an outsider, though you can still be resurrected. You gain DR10 slash chaotic, so only chaotic things can overcome that damage reduction. And we hit the capstone, and for me, this is another weird flex, but okay. (laughs) You're an outsider. (laughs) What's that mean? I'm not looking up the rules. You know what that means? That means that I can't target you with certain spells, even though you're my ally and I want to buff you. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Yeah, that is an interesting. I It's the idea of ascending, though, that fits that theme, at least. But
1: when I ascend, like, I want it to mean something. This doesn't, I like, okay, so there, I know there are some innate benefits of being an outsider. Like, I don't think you have to eat food or drink water. But there's also, like, a 1,000 gold item that can give you that, so, like, th- that that's not the fantasy I'm looking for for this to,
0: to, to give me.
1: All this to me reads as you get DR10 slash chaotic, which is like, okay, I guess... Is, that's not great at level twenty, but it's gonna save your life a few times. I'm
0: looking at outsiders now, and the only thing I see that the monk is gonna get here is dark vision to sixty feet. You breathe, but you don't need to eat or sleep. Everything else is, doesn't apply to them.
1: But you still need to rest to get your points back. So what's the point of not sleeping? Just mm-hmm. this should have been anything else. Just give me any kind of cool flavorful yeah. ability. This is a big letdown.
0: Let me just delete my comment real quick, where I said this was a really good option. <laughs> Well, Christian, that is 20 levels of the
1: monk. I'm let down by what the monk became at the end, just like myself, so truly... I am the ah,
0: <laughs> I knew you were you were you were pulling on that line over and over again for a callback to eventually come with a culmination joke. There it is, everybody. There it is. The big reveal. <laughs> I, can follow, I can follow a line. But as we do with every class, tell me, are there any favored class bonuses worth mentioning?
1: This was a really hard list to compile because the answer overall is no. <laughs> Half orc and halfling? They get plus one to CMD to resist grapple, which is a good one to have. A lot of monsters have grapple. And they get plus one half uses of stunning fists per day. That's by far the strongest monk favorite class Hmm. bonus you're going to find. Ones for the halfling, though, they're already small, so kind of easy to grapple them. But, you know, you're countering it. That's good. Uh, Human gets one fourth to their key pool. So every four levels, you get a bonus key pool. Key pool's good. That means
0: I could do more math to get that. That adds another seven to your healing. (laughs)
1: If you're going for a wholeness of body build, be a human. Uh And a kobold, I don't know why you would be a monk kobold <laughs> with their terrible physical stats. But if you do, you're small, you have your scaled AC bonus, and from the monk favored class bonus, you get plus one third bonus to your AC. To that untyped bonus. So you could... Be a really high AC monk kobold for some reason.
0: The only time a kobold will ever have a high AC.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple uh, archetypes I want to mention here because, as I said, you're probably going to be playing the Unchained monk unless you're using one of the archetypes. And there's a couple really cool archetypes that are exclusive to the original monk. Uh, One of them is Zen Archer. Too long didn't read of Zen Archer is you get to use your flurry of blows, but with a bow and arrow. And you use literally your wisdom modifier for your attack rolls. If you're someone that wants, that likes cheesing single attribute dependencies and you like doing fancy stuff with your bow and jumping around, Zen Arch is a really cool option. The Qingon Monk was kind of hailed as the fixed version of Monk. It's an archetype that basically says when you start getting your key powers, instead of getting some of the default stuff you would get, here is a list of options, which are like spells you can replicate by spending key points. And it's got big avatar energy in it. And a lot of, you know, their spells. Spells are powerful. If you're looking to play a Chained Monk, look into the Quingong Monk. It's one of the better options that allow you to customize the class more heavily.
0: That's Q-I-N-G-G-O-N-G.
1: Yeah, it's weird. There might even be an apostrophe in there somewhere, I forgot. Um, last one I'll mention here is Martial Artist. It removes the Lawful Alignment and removes your key and mysticism flavor for more just like punching and taking a beating. So less mysticism more chuck norris punching on people 80s action hero
0: well yeah if you're gonna take away their healing you got to give them more ac or more health just makes yeah sense. definitely
1: you do you do lose hold on some body, I'm sorry to say. So, you know, be, be very careful picking the martial artist. So before we move to our conclusions, I do want to talk a bit about the actual monk problems in whole so we know in total what's going on here. Because there are a lot of reasons not to play the monk and there's a lot of problems inherent to their design that we didn't touch on in the class abilities. Because in theory, you know, if we were to stop right here and judge them, the monk actually sounds really cool. The monk Seems like an anti-spellcaster. And everyone complains about how powerful spellcasters are. The monk has built-in spell resistance. The monk has really high saving throws. The monk can just teleport up to them with Dimension Door and just start punching the heck <laughs> out forgot. of the sorcerer. Uh,
0: how do we miss the teleports behind you? Sorry, kid, with Dimension Door.
1: <laughs> you can live your... Cold Steel the Hedgehog fantasy. But, like, this seems so good. There are some things that we mentioned during the class that, you know, not being full BAB is a big problem. Flurga blows and the bookkeeping. But some of the other stuff that might not be immediately apparent is the really weird itemization of the monk. So when you're a fighter, you get a set of armor, you get a weapon, you enchant the armor, you enchant the weapon. Bada bing, bada boom, you're strong. As the monk, you really need specific knowledge of other items in the game to be effective with what you buy. They're different than most other classes, and they're typically more expensive than most other classes. Example of an item you're going to need is the Amulet of Mighty Fists. You cannot enchant your fist, but what you can do is buy the Amulet of Mighty Fists, wear it, and you can enchant the Amulet of Mighty fist, which will then confer the enchantments to your uh, unarmed strikes. But it's twice as expensive to buy and enchant the Amulet Mighty Fist than it would be for a normal weapon because it's counting you as having two weapons. And it is also taking up the opportunity cost of what you would wear in your necklace slot. A lot of the core good items in the game, like Amulet of Natural Armor, which is a staple in most martial builds, you no longer can wear because you are required to wear the Amulet of Mighty Fists for your hands Mm. to be effective. You need to buy bracers of armor. Usually spellcasters do buy these. Because you don't wear armor, you can buy these bracers on your wrist slot and they give you a, a small armor bonus that can be used to offset your low AC. But again, because you're forced to wear this, now you're missing out on your wrist slots which as a martial character, you kind of need all the the tools and tricks provided to you by magical equipment to stay competitive in the game.
0: You know, that made me think, do the monks benefit from the same ways that spellcasters can boost their armor? Can you get like a, a wand or, or some easy way of giving yourself mage armor and that helps you out as it would help anyone else?
1: Unless you are pumping up your use magic device, no. Which, charisma is the only stat you don't want.
0: Cool, the one stat.
1: Which is what powers use magic device. So, in theory, yes, you could use a scroll, you could use a wand, but the the requirement for you to do that is really, really high. And, you know, and and, and that's, like, I don't like that solution to anything, because any class, you could be like, well, what if they pump their use magic device to a crazy, absurd <laughs> level where they can use wands and scrolls for you? Well, then they're a spellcaster, and yes... Obviously spellcasters. I
0: need to brush up on my wand rules, but can somebody who can normally cast mage armor grab a wand and cast that on their friend, or is because it it's personal you can only cast for themselves?
1: I I believe it's personal. I think you have the activator has to be casting on themselves. Okay. Shame. The the monk is uh, mad, multiple attribute dependent, so they need strength to deal damage with their fists. They need dex for their AC and their reflex saving throws. They need con for their HP because they only have a d8 hit die, they don't have a d10. And they need wisdom to buff up their AC and to influence all of their mysticism type abilities. This makes the early levels really painful. Before you get magical items to bring up a lot of your stats and make them match each other, you're going to be lacking in one of these departments, if not two of these departments potentially. And lastly, it's like the weird benchmarking of monks. Monks benchmark kind of behind everyone else. You're, you're dependent on your class abilities to make your fists overcome certain DRs, to count as cold iron, to count as adamantine.
0: All this sass about them getting evasion before the rogue and now you're saying well everything else they get late they can't have these two good things early
1: but mm-hmm. evasion is uh-huh. a nice thing to have right mm-hmm. like evasion, just like you know it's it's a positive but it's not necessary being able to hurt people with your fists is a necessity because that's what your class does and you need to kill things at the end of the day if you're on the battle mat and you're playing a game of pathfinder you're probably going to need to kill things that are opposing you and you need your fists to do that and if it's requires adamantine you gotta wait till level 16 which i find ridiculous i start using adamantine like level 10 that's when you're going to start encountering things that require adamantine to overcome their dr so it's unacceptable that the monk gets at level 16 and now has to like what make a bunch of shuriken out of adamantine so that they can throw away their money they can literally flurry of blows their <laughs> money away throwing their shuriken there goes like five hundred gold. You you can flurry a blow shuriken. That's another little fun, little fun fact. They're a monk weapon, as far as I can tell. You can flurry blows them. They only have like a ten foot range, but still, it counts.
0: Well, I have some guesses of what your conclusion is going to be, but why don't you tell me your final thoughts on the monk?
1: I mean, it's painted up and down this podcast. I think the monk has serious issues mechanically that make them unappealing to me. And unless I was aiming for one of the very particular archetypes that only work with the original monk, I would play Unchained Monk. Unchained Monk is absolutely amazing. It makes the class more powerful while simultaneously making it simpler all around. The thing I do really like about monk though, in conclusion, is we never really talked about the flavor during any of this. None of the mechanics really infer the flavor of the monk. There's a little, there's a hint there of like key, but like key isn't a defined thing. And your ability to represent your class abilities and your monk's background freely in the game I think is a really cool strength of the monk. What does a monastery, what does a group of monks look like in your specific campaign? This class is rife for customizing to your setting and making something of this class that is more than the sum of its parts. Like, random thought. The Sheiks from Legend of Zelda. I would classify them as monks. That, that is a cool representation of a monk in a fantasy setting that isn't just, you know, orange garb wearing mm-hmm. guy from the mountains with a straw hat. Sure.
0: Well, I'm going to agree with you there at that last point. I well, actually I'm agree with a lot of what you say, but to to, to bolster the last point, you heard me say it a couple of times, this really fits in with the flavor. And I saw a lot of the stuff is very flavorful to really help you role play. And, and be like, oh, this is what a monk would be like. Because I have a tool that will help me manage some of the more annoying bookkeeping stuff, that stuff isn't, is not going to pull me away from it as much as others so i don't care that failure like blows a little weird i check a box and it's all calculated for me it do, i don't have as many negative feelings as you do about it i like a lot of these things but i think um that's just fitting in line with now people can use this episode to discredit me in many ways oh he likes the monk oh he thought that uh, the rogue was immune to poison where'd that come from i can't even find a talent that does that oh he thinks the heel's good <laughs> (laughs) yeah never listen to this guy or her show well here you go guys here's a gift you can use this against me (laughs) but uh, if I had to give my my final thought about the monk it's that you can't bicycle kick like Liu Kang halfway across the battlefield so uh, big no for me thumbs down how dare they you can unchain monk well then I look forward to seeing how that works out thank you all for listening class
1: is dismissed I am gonna go now brush up on my martial arts
0: Hi-ya. trailblazer Hi-ya. academy is part of the trailblazer network <laughs> for other great rpg podcasts hey, visit yeah, our website out. tblazer.net want to get in touch do you email it? us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com this is Johan mackens <laughs> thanks for listening